0: Welcome back for another video. Not long until Double Gameweek 25 kicks off, and this one we're going to run through how the team's set to line up, the transfer plans and general thoughts about this game week, including Trent's injury and Salah's back in training. Let's kick off with a quick look at how last gameweek went as always, 91 points which was a nice green arrow to just one point outside the top 100k now. Very happy with that score, Edison keeping a clean sheet and even got a bonus point. Saliba so scoring and keeping a clean sheet, in the 6 0 thrashing versus West Ham. And of course, Saka getting a brace in that match as well. Captain Harlem with a brace as well for a 26 pointer. After a few captain blanks in recent weeks, really nice to hit Hall again. Solanke got an assist, Darwin scored. Foden and Richarlison blanked. A goal from either of them, and I might have joined the 100 club for the first time this season. Palmer, of course, on a lot of benches, so divided views on his very late couple of assists versus Palace to put the game to bed. 10 pointer for him having moved from 0 to 2 bonus points after the 2nd assist. That's 17 returns and 16 starts for Palmer this season. He's going to go down as one of the best enablers in FPL history. It's crazy that he started at 5 mil. So Brentford kept their first clean sheet since game week 10 but Pinnock was last on the bench. Was never in consideration to play him, honestly. Trent came off at half-time with an aggravation of a knee injury versus Burnley. He's yellow flagged now, so a decision to make on keeping him or selling him for the double. Let's have a look at the team for double game week 25 it's Edison in goal again, with two home games for their double game week versus Chelsea and Brentford. He made a poor mistake in the Champions League Tuesday night, which immediately led to Copenhagen scoring. Ordinarily, if City were a few points top of the table already, it wouldn't surprise me if Pep were to give Ortega a start in the double. But these are two absolutely massive games for City next. If they can win both games, they'll be top of the Premier League table again. I've calculated the combined clean sheet odds to give the percentage chances of at least one clean sheet for the doublers. City your top giving a 68.7% chance of a clean sheet this week, Liverpool close in second with a 67.9% chance of at least one in their double. The original intention in buying Edison was to save the headache of picking which City defender as none are certain starters in both games, though Vardil has been ruled out for 2-3 weeks by Pep which boosts Ake's appeal massively. Still not absolutely certain that he starts both but he looks like the best City defender now if you need one. Moving on to the defence which is Saliba, Trent and Pedro Porro. As we saw on the clean sheet odds, Arsenal have got the best odds of the single game week teams with a 47% chance. Saliba's away to Burnley, who are 19th from the Premier League table with 25 goals scored this season, 2nd fewest after Sheffield United. Given it's such a good fixture, the likes of Saka and Saliba seem like risky players to sell. There's every chance an Arsenal defender outscores someone like Dauti or Rekulon in my eyes. So Trent has posed a dilemma at the worst possible time of a yellow flag right before an unbelievable double game week. We'll hear from Klopp later in the week on Friday in his press conference. Some training footage was posted by Liverpool on Tuesday, where Bradley was seen training. As was Salah, no Trent seen. Trent's place in my team is going to be dependent on what we hear in the coming days. We'll talk more about that in the transfer plans later. Pedro Porro is the third defender in the 3-4-3 this week. I'm finding it a tough choice between him and Estoupignan, who's got Sheffield United. Porri's got the home fixture, and overall better underlying numbers unexpected minutes, but also has a tougher fixture against Wolves. If Brentford managed to hold them scoreless last game, the Spurs certainly can. Poiré's underlying numbers though have dropped the last few games. In his last three his XGI is 0.01, 0.07 and 0.17. Let me know if you think Poiré is the right call. Onto the midfield, which is Gordon, Richarlison, Saka and Foden. Was hoping to see Foden rest in the Champions League. In the end Foden, De Bruyne and Haaland all started and they played the full match. One goal one assist for Foden though. He's in immense form at the moment and he remarked after the game that he's much happier playing through the middle. Pep very much aware of this, he was quiet out wide versus Everton before Pep changed it up. Chelsea and Brentford have kept just one clean sheet in their last 6 league games each, conceding 12 and 16 goals over that run. Gordon's ownerships plummeted after the injury that never was, he's now 15.4% owned which I'm more than happy about. He's home to Bournemouth and throughout the season he's been exceptional at home. In fact if we look at every player in the league, Gordon's 80 points in home games is 3rd best after Salah and Douglas Luiz. 12 returns for Gordon in home games from 6 goals, 6 assists. Richarlison's got 6 goals, 3 assists in home games himself, and he faces Wolves. Looking at my midfield, Foden's any double gaming asset which isn't ideal, no Jota or De Bruyne. Though these are some very good single gaming fixtures, so it's not the end of the world. After all Richarlison's got 9 goals in his last 9 games himself, they're going to need to come up with something though to keep pace with those fielding more double gaming players than myself. Saka is the final player in midfield. There is the option to do Saka to Jota, but it's not worth it in my view. You gain a fixture this week, but you lose one in GW26, and in my case it books in a minus 4 minimum in GW26 to get 11 players out. Again it's a top single game week fixture for Salah. Burnley have conceded 106 goal attempts this season, which is 3rd worst. They've been without Taylor for a while as well, who has recently been seen in training but might not be ready for a start. Could be a weakness down Burnley's left side. Delcroy was used in left back versus Liverpool, they got plenty of joy down that flank. Moving on to the front 3 which is Solanke, Haaland and Darwin. Could be off the mark with this assessment, but Darwin feels likely to play in both games versus Jota. We could see Klopp shake things up versus Luton in the second game. As we're aware they've got the League Cup final a few days after, expecting the likes of Gakpo to start one. Darwin gets the vice-caps and C for the double. A good start to selling Watkins last week having Blank versus Man United while Darwin scored. Need Darwin to outscore him again this week. The expectation isn't that Watkins doesn't return at all over these two game weeks, but the aim was simply for Darwin to do better before buying Watkins back in game week 26. Solanke faces the Newcastle side who haven't kept a clean sheet since game week 17 against Fulham. Away at Newcastle can be a tough fixture. The Newcastle are bang out of form defensively. No one has a worse xG conceded than their 18.9 over the last six game weeks. Even if we look at the last four home games, Newcastle are rock bottom as well. There's no room for Tony unfortunately, Solanke doubles in a few weeks time so they would only want to get him straight back so it's two transfers, but Tony's a very good pick if you have room for him. Triple captain active on Haaland, 2 home games, 2 wins required, a brace last match, what's not to love? Solanke and Gemic 28 is a great option as well for triple captaincy but I prefer Haaland now. And using the triple captain later in the season can backfire as teams juggle other competitions or look to rotate more if there's nothing to play for at that point. For example, double Gaming 37 last season, Haaland started one and his was the other, he didn't play at all in Gaming 38 FPL reviews given Haaland an 85% chance of scoring any time in this double, which is ridiculously high. I would really weigh it up if you're backing someone else for captaincy just for the sake of it. I've read quite a few comments this week that people are looking for someone like Jota or Foden triple captain because their overall rank's not what they want it to be. This can easily make the situation worse. If you feel you're making a worse decision just for the sake of it. FPL is all about making what you think are the best decisions, and the time to go differential is when you feel two players are very close, in which case, back the low-owned asset. If you feel that Darwin, Foden, or De Bruyne are even with Haaland this week, then that's fine. On to the bench then, which is Dubravka, and Palmer, and Pinnock. The bench pretty much picks itself this week, besides the Estupinjan vs Poro decision. Although Pinnock's got double game week, he won't be used. I can't see Brentford keeping a clean sheet in either game, and he's got very low chance of an attacking return. He's just set pieces with Pinnock. So let's move straight on to transfer plans. So Salah's been seen back in training. It might not be full training of course, but Liverpool posted a video that's got him in. There's no easy route to him for me. It'd have to be Trent to Maguire and then Saka to Salah. However that's a minus 4, plus a minus 4 in game 26, so I'm rolling Salah out. Likewise, Saka to Jota forces a hit in 26. And my gut feeling says that Jota and Salah don't start both games. Certainly Salah likely doesn't. It could be some minutes off the bench versus Brentford for Salah and then a start versus Luton, which isn't bad at all, but I'd be ripping my team up for him. If you've got Salah at this point, you keep him. So the only transfer I'm looking at is selling Trent, and this one's going to be dependent on what Klopp says, and whether we see him train before the Brentford game. If Trent's ruled out entirely, then Trent to Van Dyke's and move on the cards. There's also the option to just roll Stupinian though. With that all in mind, the current plan is to roll the transfer. I've been guilty of ripping my team up for hits and double gameweeks before, and then when looking at the game in hindsight I've often thought to myself if I'd swerved that hit or stuck with this single gaming player then I would have done better, so let's see how this one plays out. The really nice benefit is that there were lots of hits in gimmick 24 and there's going to be lots in gimmick 25 and 26 whereas I'll potentially be able to navigate this period completely hitless. 2 free transfers in gimmick 26 is going to be invaluable. A good way to look at avoiding hits is that before the gaming even begins you start on a small green arrow. There's thousands of managers just a point ahead of you in the rankings at all times, and those with a hit or two in their teams drop behind you. Hits are team dependent, though, and of course, there's going to be lots of hits that are logical this week. Let us know what your transfer plans are and who you're captaining, whether it's Haaland or someone else. Thanks very much for watching. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.